Welcome to the Gym Lords Podcast, where we talk to real gym owners and share their stories, their trials, and what's working for them right now. To apply to be a guest on this podcast, click the link in the description. Hope you enjoy and subscribe. What is going on, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Gym Lords Podcast. I will be your host today. My name is JJ Hernandez. And joining us on the show today is a very special guest. It's Mr. Zach Johnson with Exact Fitness out of California. Zach, what is going on today? How you doing? What's how you feeling? Talk to us. <laughs> Another beautiful day out in California. Going to be 105 today, so looking forward to yeah, working inside. <laughs> yeah, better, you better put on your sweater. <laughs> That's right, yeah, right? Seriously, I'm going to splurge today and turn on the air conditioner. So there we go. There we go. <laughs> Maybe get I some hit workouts outside too. <laughs> Man, I love it, brother. I love it. Look, we're excited to have you on. And uh, before we dive into the nitty gritty of what you have going on with Exact, you know, first, why don't you tell us a little bit about how you describe the business to people and what made you get started in the first place? Yeah. So the way that I describe, um, are you talking about my business in particular? Yeah. So the way I would describe our business is uh, we're a small private studio who specializes in one-on-one training. Um, we also offer a couple small group classes, um, personalized like small group training classes. Um, but really our bread and butter is our personal training. So um, we have a small intimate um, studio space and um, we offer, you know, we have six to eight different trainers who all specialize in different things. Anything from, you know, hit training to bodybuilding to, you know, CrossFit style workouts. And um, so really whatever somebody's looking for, I mean, we partner them with the right trainer and we build custom programs on, um, you know, whatever that client's looking for. So we really kind of take pride in putting a lot of customization into each individual. So no one person ever starts at the same place with the same program. Um, it's all very customized to each individual and what their goals are. We really take time to get to know clients and put them through like a heavy assessment process at the beginning. And then from there, we place them where they should be depending on what they want and who we think they should be with. So um, that's really, you know, for the most part, what we do. And um, yeah, I, I got into it on it. So the reason why I got into the business is because uh, a lot of my family struggles with obesity and a lot of health issues. And I've grew up around, a lot of people who dealt with that and had some personal, um, you know, some personal um, instances where like, it just really kind of resonated with me, like where health issues are just kind of embarrassing moments with like my family and stuff. And, uh, and then one day my mom, you know, after college, I did a lot of sports when I was younger, very active. And then kind of after college and high school, I just kind of, you know drank a lot and just did what I did you know at in college and and uh, one day my mom took a picture of me and put it on Facebook and uh, I saw that I had a, a gut going on and that day I went down to the gym signed up for a gym membership and got a personal trainer and uh we got into bodybuilding did that for a couple of years got in the best shape of my life and I just fell in love with it and then I was there like two hours a day six days a week and one of the ladies asked me if I wanted to maybe consider becoming a personal trainer and then that kind of just got the ball rolling so um then, so I've been doing it for about uh eight eight years now so 
I love that. I love that. And so I think uh, it's definitely super important to to identify I think how you got started. And it almost makes you realize, like, it makes you reminds you. I think because oh, we always got to be reminded, right? It's like, why did we start? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And what is it that keeps us going? And, and that's awesome, man. Talk about a story and a half, right? Because I mean, it, it's a it's I think it's a combination of of you know personal experience, then getting that passion to make sure that it's like, Hey, like, I never want to be that guy again. Right. Yeah. And, and I love that, man. I think that's, I think that's, that's huge. And I appreciate the transparency there with the story as well. So thank you for that, Zach. And so now let's just dive right into the business here and we'll start with the bare bones basics. You know, how many members or how many clients, I'm sorry, are you at currently, uh, Zach? Uh, we have a probably around, uh, hundred to maybe probably around 100 active members right now um yeah about 100 active members probably gotcha and so what's been the best method of finding new clients new clients i'd say the number one thing that i've kind of learned would be consistency with whatever avenue you're doing so for me um you know whether it's marketing um via facebook or it's marketing via um a referral program or whatever it is uh just staying consistent because my biggest thing especially when i was when I was kind of first getting going was like finding that marketing avenue and then staying consistent with it. And I think a lot of it was like a lot of fear around like the expenses for certain things, especially like for doing like Facebook marketing or um, even like local newspaper ad things like uh, being consistent has been the one of the number one things. So, um, and if you don't have the finances for me, it was like, okay, like how do I stay consistent with the referral program? How do I stay consistent with, um, you know, flyers or whatever it might be, you know? So I'd say consistency has been the number one thing for me with, uh, getting new leads, new clients. Gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah. A hundred percent. I think that's super important, uh, because I think obviously everybody's, avenues of marketing is going to be a little different and so for you guys which which do you feel like has brought the most success overall Ooh, um i would say the number one thing so if i had to choose well i'm gonna i'm gonna give two things because my my number one thing if you have some ex, some expendable money um, I would say the Facebook ads has been very helpful um, and staying consistent with those, uh, especially for like our more low budget um, or low lower price point items. Facebook marketing has been huge. Um, but for like the higher ticket items, because like I said, like our biggest thing is the personal training, which is a higher ticket item. It's harder to sell that through like a Facebook market ad um or facebook yeah um marketing ad so for that honestly like for a low budget also marketing wise i think one of the biggest things is has been trying to establish our brand out there so um so like a lot of reviews a lot of referrals referral programs with people and um and 
really working on some of the like I think also like website um, presence on like Google and stuff like that has been huge and then kind of once you start building up that that reputation in your community uh, it becomes much it, it almost becomes like a snowball effect at least it did for us so um, and it's one of those things like again if you're going low budget wise it, it kind of just takes time to um, developing like that brand in your local area so but that's been the biggest thing especially because for me I found when people when they when they're going to spend you know hundreds to thousands of dollars on a on a fitness program they want to trust that brand they want to trust who they're giving their money to and so that has been the biggest thing how do I build trust with like a client who does not know me um so and that's been just you know good quality for me I like having a good quality website I like presenting a good clean brand and then lots of reviews like every time I get a client in I try to get them to do reviews um and so that that also helps too so yeah and so with your marketing efforts currently with what you've done whether it's all the combined right how many clients do you think new clients, right? Do you feel like you see coming in on a monthly basis? Obviously, I mean, you can account for trend rates, stuff like that, but we can take that out of the picture. But just for, for sake of, of just an estimate, what's been the amount of, of consistent, you know, walk-ins or, or potential clients you guys see on a monthly basis with just your marketing efforts alone? Uh, well, it's definitely been picking up. Um, so we just purchase our space in January, a new space. And so we really started doubling down on our marketing efforts. And um, currently, I mean, we've been getting a good influx of people for us. So it's been, you know, we're probably getting, I'd say anywhere between five and 10 new leads a week. So, um, you know, you're probably looking at about, you know, anywhere between 15 to 40 new leads a month. Um, and that's both personal training and classes as well. So, um, and it's been picking up slowly. Um, yeah. So it's yeah. probably about the average right now. Yeah. And so to kind of move on to a different pillar here in sales, you know, what do you feel like at least, or at least for you guys, is a good conversion ratio, right? Because I think oftentimes people don't realize you're taking a consideration. Like you can give them to walk through the door, but if you can't convert, right? Yeah. You know, that kind of defeats the purpose. And and so for you guys, what's that that medium of like, hey, if we see this many people converting off the amount of leads we get in, what's a good number for you guys? Um, well, um, so with classes, you know, if we can convert, man i mean honestly if we were getting 50 50 i'd be really really happy with that um but and then for personal training honestly i actually almost feel like the personal training sometimes is a better conversion rate because people who come in wanting the one-on-one training they i think they kind of already have an idea of like they're going to be putting down a, a bigger amount of money up front. And I think they're a little bit more committed. Whereas with classes, you tend to get people who maybe you have to convince a little bit more. And so for us, we just started launching some classes and we're still trying to dial in exactly what our niche is with our classes. 
Um, so our conversion rate has been much lower than we'd like to see. We're probably at about a quarter of the leads we come in. We probably convert to actually buying packages consistently. Um, I would like to see that closer to about 50-50. Um, but, you know, uh, when, with personal training, honestly, like, out of all the leads we get in for personal training, I really, I mean, 50-50 is kind of like the minimum for me. Um, and we've been pretty close to that, I would say, with our personal training leads. Because, um, again, like, usually, especially if you're doing, like, a referral program, those people already know what to expect. They already have that trust built with you. And if you have a brand that's, you know, that people seem to trust, then they're usually a little bit more apt to, you know, spend a little bit more money with you. So, yeah, yeah. completely, completely. And, and I think that's just value perception, right? Yeah. It's yeah. That's crazy where like, you know, if you raise your prices, people actually look at it as more valuable. Which like, yeah. Obviously, you know, you don't want to be a commodity and just fight with, you know, oh, well, we're the lowest or this looks so at that point. Yeah. They can go ahead and buy me anywhere else. I think, I think a, a big, a big uh, piggyback of what you mentioned is just that value perception. They just mm -hmm. they see the value, they feel the value. And then you can put out a higher ticket and they'll be like, okay, yeah. cool, let's do it. And it, it's almost like it's easier to sell those, like you mentioned. So, yeah. Um, but uh, that, that's great. So, it's a great realization there, too, Zach, and a great way to shout that out for the viewers. And so, I like to ask this question to you because now, hypothetically speaking here, of course, with traffic, leads, clients, say that was unlimited, right? And you had endless amounts here. Hypothetically speaking, of course, again, how much higher can you go, right? I mean, you guys are in that 100 range. What's that max look like? Honestly, uh, I'm kind of like shooting from the hip with that as we go, you know, like I started with one coach, filled him up. And then I found another coach, started filling her schedule, got another coach, started filling her schedule. Um, at our current space, we're at about 1750 square feet. Um, and if we, uh, it's starting to get pretty busy in here consistently, we could probably afford to get another, you know, probably i think we probably we could probably hold about 200 clients or so probably halfway capacity um but yeah and then for me like you know after our lease is up i would just move to a bigger space you know um but yeah probably about half our capacity right now um which when i took over the space um we took a huge hit from covid the previous owner so when i bought her out i mean the, the gym was i mean it was bare bones for the most part, you know? So I'm very happy with what we've seen over the last six months. Um, and I think people are just more inclined to get out and start doing stuff for themselves too now, you know? So I think that's a huge thing, but to answer your question, yeah, I'd say, I'd say we're about half capacity. Um, okay. but you know, I'm kind of one of those guys that kind of just go with the flow and I just feel it out. So when it starts feeling like it's a little too much, then, you know, probably just upgrade to a bigger space. I love it. I love it, man. That's awesome, Zach. And so kind of a, of a, a secondary question to what I asked here. So now with those leads coming in and not, not, not the unlimited here, but let's say the ones you have now, the clients you have in there now, what's been best practice to trying to, or not trying, sorry, with tracking, right? So tracking metrics of a lifetime value, churn rate, 
you know, longevity obviously goes with um, lifetime value, but the longevity of how long they've been a member, you know, or even cancellations, right? Mm -hmm. How do you go about tracking those metrics? So I've just been kind of getting into the, the, that's one of my biggest focus focuses recently. So one of the hardest challenges kind of ties into your question. One of my hardest challenges as somebody who's a personal trainer and then going from independent to going to like building a brand and a business is how do I take my face away from the business and make the business more about a certain brand rather than me as a trainer, you know, and that was one of the hardest things. How do I step back? Okay. Trust these trainers can execute my vision and give that value that I feel like I give the clients. And so now that I've kind of gone away from that and I do kind of have more of a brand, I've been, one of my biggest things has been, because I used to be all Excel sheets, Excel sheets, keeping track of leads, blah, 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 blah. But now that we're getting, you know, and I, you know, I was getting maybe two leads a month, you know, whatever, yeah. just for like myself. And then, but now that I'm getting like 40, 50 leads a month, it's like, oh, you know, crap, how do I like manage all of this? You know? So like, I have like all these Excel sheets of like every month of all these people when I call them, blah, 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 blah. And so I started, um, so one of my biggest things right now that I'm working on is building that back end management aspect, you know, and putting people in place to help with that. Um, but um, currently what I'm doing is I'm using the MindBody app mm. and I've been using that, which, you know, has just way beyond what I currently know as far as like all the metrics and all that stuff. But it has been pretty helpful having something like that. And I'm sure there's like, you know, way, lots of different brands out there and things that you can use, software pieces. Um, but it has been one of those things I've invested in that I have found very helpful um, to help track just leads in general. And then, yeah, like pull, being able to pull reports on, um, you know, client retention or sending those automated emails to keep track of people and, um kind of seeing really yeah the numbers and the metrics of like okay um how many people do we actually convert how many people um you know don't finish their you know free trials how many people you know um stop after their first package of personal training and so um that's currently one of those things like that i'm implementing and starting to really develop that back end piece of the business. Um, so that way it's not so much of me sitting there on Excel sheets 24 hours a day, it's more automated. Um, and that has been helpful so far. It's been kind of brutal trying to set it all up and getting used to it. But um, I do know that's one of those things that's gonna pay off in the long run. So, um, so for me, yeah, having software. So I use MindBody. Um, again, I'm sure there's plenty of different things out there for people to use that are probably even more budget friendly. Um, but having something like that has been helpful and that, and that application has almost everything that I, you know, have been using. So I love it. I love it. That's awesome. And yeah, yeah. My body's definitely been, been a great asset for a lot of people, at least on here and just in general, yeah. a lot of good about them as well. And so here's going to be a little bit of a longer winded question here, Zach, but probably one of my favorite questions. It's a good way to kind of self-reflect, put yourself in like the, let me interview myself kind of kind of mm -hmm. form here. So, you know, uh, what we've been discussing this entire time is pillars of business. And I'm sure, you know, maybe a couple of them, but in the gym and fitness industry, about three pillars of business we use most predominantly. And that's going to be your lead generation, which is your marketing, 
your client acquisition, which is your sales, and then your retention and ascension, just keeping your clients longer, but getting them to buy more from you in that process, you know, so upselling them into bigger packages or, or other services. So of those three, Zach, where do you feel like you could improve the most? What I could improve on the most, is that what you said? Yes. Probably the, oh man, I mean, I'm a perfectionist, so I feel like all those could be worked on, but if I had to choose one to work on the most, uh, probably the initial lead, mm, well, the first one was the lead management, so, or the marketing, right, and then the second piece of the acquisition, Probably the acquisition. So we have some pretty good ads. We have, so we're getting good amount of leads in for our budget, you know, monthly budget. Um, you know, it's, it's definitely hard competing with some of the bigger brands that are out in our area and stuff like that or anywhere I'd imagine, especially during the summer. Um, but our acquisition, I would say, has been the number one thing. Again, kind of ties into the last thing you said is because just purchasing the gym and kind of making that transition from like a personal trainer to a business owner and trying to learn kind of, which I think is awesome about this podcast is because I do think it, you know, having like a place where you can go and really learn some of that stuff like ahead of time could save so much headache and time. Um, but yeah, so setting up like all those backend processes where, and having the right people in place to help, manage leads when they come in and get them on board and get them in the door is the number has been the number one thing that we are focusing on right now actually because like you said if you can get people you might be able to get people to message you or fill out the application or who want to that lead comes through your email or your phone but how do I get that person in the door and that's been one of the number one things like just get them here and in the door and show them the value that you offer. Um, and then from there, it's, I mean, that, that's the biggest thing, you know? And so um, I would say that's definitely what our biggest focus has been right now um, has been trying to get the right people in place who can, you know, get those leads in the door, you know? Um, so having like a, like a, a very like low barrier offer, you know, something that's, um, that were the clients, like, you know, anybody would want it, you know, so something that anybody would want to have, um, just to get them here. And then once they're here and they see the value that your space offers and what, what you give to people, um, then it becomes way easier. You know, once you kind of, again, build that trust with that client, way easier for them to commit to something, you know? And so, um, cause I think the way I think of it too, is like, you know, if I, if I was looking at personal training and I was going to spend, you know, a thousand dollars or whatever it might be on, you know, something, I definitely would want to trust that person, you know, yeah. um, you know, or even a hundred bucks or 200 bucks, you know, for a class or whatever it might be. So building that trust and getting them in the door and showing them that you're a real person, real people, and you're not some scam or something and that you really have something to offer has been the number one thing. So and I think uh, it, it really just goes to show, right? Like people make decisions based on emotion, right? And if you can build that trust and then provide that value, some people, they do the opposite where they try to go analytical and then get into the emotions. 
But mm-hmm. go ahead and, and you build that trust initially, just like you said, just get them through the door and build that trust. They're in. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Know? After that, the value will provide itself. You'll be able to do that no problem. And at that point, the rest is history. Yeah. So uh, I, I love that. There's that got awesome stuff there and great perspective. And so, last two questions for you here. Um, you know, this is probably my favorite questions too. What's the bigger picture? What's the overarching goal? What are you looking to accomplish? Oh man, I go back and forth on this all the time. But honestly, like for me, I want to build like my dream would be to have a like a big community, like of a big community place where people can come and they can get healthy no matter what it is. So, you know, whether it's, you know, I want somewhere where somebody can come and they can really get everything in one place that they need to help them to live a better life lifestyle and be the best versions of themselves they can be, you know, whether it's, you know, coming here, doing personal training, getting healthy for their family, um, you know, I want them to be able to come and, you know, have nutrition, like meals. I want them to have, you know, like come here, they can do all their recovery stuff. Um, and, you know, kind of that one-stop shop for everything, health and fitness, you know, that would be my ideal, you know, place where somebody can come to. Um, and, you know, whether that's, you know, like multiple locations like that in multiple cities or towns that would be amazing if it's one place where you can make a difference in one community i'm happy with that too it just really again i'm kind of one of those people i just kind of i have something that i want but i also have that like go with the flow kind of thing so honestly if i had just one place that was like that where i helped you know, one community and lots of people in that community, I'd be completely content with that. If it was multiple places, I'd be happy with that. Um, but I really love that idea of like a one stop shop for everything. You know, you can get your fitness, you can get your food, you can get your coaching, you can, you know, just have that community of people that you see and that you look forward to seeing that really, you know, have all that stuff that helps you to grow in so many different aspects you know so i think it's crazy right now that we have you know like health and fitness industry is so huge but like at the same time like obesity and like health issues is also like skyrocketing you know so i think it's just such a weird like correlation between the two and so um hopefully we can just be another gym or we can be somebody who's like on the side of people helping them to feel better and live, live better lives, you know? So that would be my dream. I love that. I love that. And, and, and this is kind of just a, uh, an additional question that kind of came to my mind while you were discussing it. And so and it's really, what do you feel like is the biggest barrier from getting there? Like what's stopping you from getting there? Or do you feel like it, it's just a time thing? What do you think is really that missing? Yeah. I think it's a time thing, you know, sometimes I wish I just had like a million dollars in my bank account and I could just, you know, get it to that place like instantly, you know, but at the same time, I've also found that like, 
it's the the journey along the way that helps me to grow and adapt and learn those things that I need to know for that next level of the business and the gym and the community, you know? So although sometimes I wish I can take like that quick route there, I do think that the, the, the journey along the way is really what gives me the experience and the know with all with, you know, whatever that next stage is. So I think it's a time thing. I think there's a lot of growth, you know, that needs to happen um, to get me there um, and the business there in general. So, um, yeah, I, I, but I, I do mainly think it's, it's a time thing with, with that, you know? So, um, yeah. Yeah. I love that. I love the honesty there. I love transparency there. I appreciate you sharing that with us too. Yeah. I, I think it's definitely going to be accomplished. I'll tell you that. And so, <laughs> uh, one last question for you here, Zach, and it, it is, by far the hardest hitting question. And I think uh, the one that people ponder on the most. And so, you know, if you can go back in time here, Zach, and, and talk to yourself when you first started the gym and give yourself that one piece of advice that you think you really needed to hear, what would that advice be for you? Mm, I think um, a couple things come to mind. But um, I would say part of it would be, um, you know, again, I think staying consistent, the consistency part, you know, stay consistent and also patience. So consistency, patience, and then also the last thing would probably be uh, um, just enjoy it more, I think, too. I think I get so caught up in like the – just like pushing the business and pushing myself to that next level that I forget to kind of stop and enjoy some parts of it. You know, it's kind of like with anything in life for me, like I'm always pushing for that next level, you know, pushing for, um, you know, that the next chapter, whatever it might be, you know, and sometimes I just forget to like, just stop and enjoy certain parts of it you know like I mean there are definitely parts that are hard that you know I wouldn't like you know that were hard to go through but um again like kind of like the first question when we were talking about you know why I got into the business like like even just when I was talking about that like you said like it's just good to remind myself of like why I'm doing it you know and just stop and enjoy that you know and uh and so I think that would be one of the biggest things just stop enjoy it stay consistent and have the patience, you know, if you have an idea of what you want, um, you know, like just stay consistent, be patient and just enjoy it as it goes, you know? Um, I think those are the biggest things for me. Jeez, Zach, talk about a mic drop of an answer there. <laughs> Way to close it out, man. Thanks. Uh, to wrap things up on this episode, before we set out, Zach, you know, please, It'd be a pleasure. Shout out your Instagram, your Facebook, your website, anything you have. Where can people find out more about you and the gym? Yeah, so our website is exactfitness.com. And um, you can see more about just our services, kind of meet some of the coaches on there. Um, you know, always add in blogs, newsletters, all sorts of stuff. Everything is vetted by our nutrition coach. And um, so we do that. And then we also have our Instagram is at exactfitness. Uh, and then myself personally, 
is um, at exact Zach on Instagram. So, um, but you can find me through the exact fitness on Instagram and all that stuff. Facebook, exact fitness. Um, yeah. So um, yeah, like I said, we have free newsletter, free blog, all that stuff that we put out. Um, or if anybody just, you know, wants to just, you know, you know, give me a call or text or email. I mean, all of our contact info is on the website. I mean, I'd be more than happy to answer any questions or help anybody out with anything, you know, and I always think collaboration and talking with other people is just huge. Um, so I'd be more than happy to, you know, hop on. If anybody has any advice, I'm always open to listen to advice too. So. I love it. I love it. Look, uh, Zach, we absolutely appreciate your time and contribution to the podcast and look forward to seeing what you can accomplish down the road. Um, and to everybody who tuned in today, we appreciate you as well. Don't forget, if you want to be notified about future episodes, hit the like and subscribe button. And if you want to come in and join us, talk about your fitness business, click the link in the description, fill it out, and our team will be in touch with you very, very soon. And as always, till next time, Jim Lords out. Thank you for listening to this interview, but don't go anywhere. We still have two more incredible interviews coming right up inside this episode. But if you're a gym owner that's looking to get more clients, keep them longer, and make more money, head to the link in the description of this podcast and schedule a free leave your credit card at home consultation with one of our business consultants. You see, here at Gym Launch, we've helped over 4,000 gym owners across the world increase their sales, take home more money, and build the business of their dreams. And it simply starts with a phone call. Click on the link in the description of this podcast to schedule your call today. Now, let's head into the next interview. What's up, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Gym Lords Podcast. I will be your host today. My name is Brooke. Joining me on this show is Chris from Your Time Fitness out in Lesur, Minnesota. Welcome to the show, Chris. How are you? I am doing good. Thank you. I'm really excited to have you here and to learn more about what you do within your business. But really, before we Go, go do that. Tell me, you know, what was it that made you decide to open up this fitness business? Um, well, it goes back to actually a, um, my own personal journey. I was diagnosed with rheumatoid arthritis um, when I was 27, so in 2006, and I wasn't liking how the meds, I wasn't enjoying like life um, and I knew that there had to be something else. So I started researching. I started looking around. Um, I found a doctor that was willing to work with me on the nutrition and side of everything. And I started exercising. I started, you know, changing what I ate. And I found that I felt a lot better. Um, and I was actually able to go off all medications. Um, so that was a big driving force for me. Um, and then people around me just started noticing and asking me what I was doing and how I was doing what I was doing and how did, you know, um, they knew that I had, you know, been diagnosed with RA. And um, so that kind of went into thinking that, hey, this might be something that, you know, would be a fit for me. Uh, so I started actually, I went and got certified as a fitness instructor and started out just teaching like one or two classes a week at our local community center. And, um, you know, I just started getting a following and it just kind of snowballed from there that I like went back to school uh, to get 
you know, more certification, more information as much as I could, um, expanding my following even more to the point that um, my fun job was starting to get in the way of my corporate job. And everyone around me was like, it, it's time. It's time to make the leap. So I took a huge leap of faith and quit my corporate job that had all my benefits that had everything, you know, that I, you know, bonuses and all that stuff and opened my own studio. Um, and that was in 2013. And wow. Well, props to you for doing this. This is like crazy, right? But absolutely, it's something that you're passionate about and you like led with your passion to, you know, kind of help you get here. Um, and so Chris, um, you now have your time fitness and that's kind of evolved over the years. You know, it started out as something that's a little bit different now, but kind of give us your elevator pitch of who you are today and kind of what products and services you have available for your clients. Kind of just paint that picture for us. Okay. Um, well, it's a small fitness boutique, I would call it, um, that focuses more on women's health. Um, we have everything from, you know, strength classes and range of motion classes. Um, we offer on Zoom and in the studio. So we're still offering both um, to our clients. And we also offer uh, health coaching, um, which could also be, you know, individual health coaching or small group coaching. Okay. Got it. And so um, a little kind of a few different offerings here. If you had to kind of put a bulk of your clients in one place, are most of them doing kind of the, the health coaching or are people taking more advantage of the group classes or is it a little bit of both? Um, well, when I opened the studio, it was focused more on classes. That was my driving force. That was my main source of income. Um, but since the pandemic and everything and everything changing and gears are really changing and people's mindset is really changing. Um, I've seen in the past year that it's now more focused on my health coaching. So my classes are smaller. Um, I don't have as many classes offered anymore on the schedule. Um, it's just me and one other instructor now. And I personally am focusing more on the health coaching. So for now, um, that health coaching is more the driving force now. Definitely. And, and with the health coaching, it's great because you're able to really provide that one-on-one -on -one kind of attention to the client to really ensure that they see what. So with that being said, how many clients do you currently have within the space? Um, right now, um, I have between 10 and 15 in the summer. It kind of gets a little smaller and we aren't meeting as much. Um, but yeah, I have on rotation, it's, it's close to 10 each week. Um, and like I said, with being summer, it's, it, it rotates a little bit, but um, in the wintertime, it's between 15 and 20. And do you have any, are those, like, do you have any clients online right now or are all of those in person? Um, majority of mine are on, online now. Um, so it kind of allows me to step out of this building um, and coach clients wherever they need me to be or where I am personally at the time. So, um, are you guys utilizing the space for really anything except for the few group classes that you offer each week? 
Um, right now we just use the studio space for classes. Um, and then I also have another business in my business. Um, I have Aerial Affinity, which is aerial arts. So um, they are the other half of my studio space. Okay, got it. So, you know, they're at least you're like kind of paying the rent and oh, yeah. you have the space. So it's like, you know, you can utilize it if you want to, but a lot of your coaching, you're able to kind of get out and do that, right? Correct. Yep. So it doesn't, like I said, it doesn't make me have to be in here. So like, say if I am traveling or I am out of town for some reason, I can still coach my clients and you know, it doesn't, if I have a computer and I have my phone, I can coach from anywhere now. Yeah, that's really exciting. The pandemic definitely brought a lot of that into fruition for people and like people realize like, hey, you know, this is a possibility for me. Um, so with 10 to 15 clients, they're mostly online. Um, is it, are you looking to take on more clients? Is that something that you're looking to do right now or you feel comfortable where you're at? Um, I've, I would love to expand that. Um, and so like my focus moving forward is I want to do group coaching. Um, so that I can <clears throat> assist more people um, with less use, using my time um, so that I can looking at, you know, like that group coaching of taking maybe 10 to 20 people through um, their challenges and their, their barriers and things like that. Yeah, for sure. So since you're, since you're really looking to grow, you would like to kind of you know, have these kind of group online coaching sessions. Um, what are you actively doing to aid that growth process in terms of like finding new clients? Um, I have been launching like small little challenges. Um, I've got like habit challenges, like 21 days um, to a new habit. Um, I am working on like um, this summer, I launched a, a walking program um, just to get people to move for the summer. Um, and then I do like just little weekly, like emails and, you know, Hey, keep going and, you know, information each week for those type of stuff. Um, so I've been running uh, small challenges, smaller programs. Uh, this spring I did like a little black dress challenge, um, which allowed them to, it was a six week program of um, exercise and a nutrition program. Um, and then weekly coaching sessions um, on Facebook. Yeah, so. and, and that's, that's, those little challenges are great because um, you're able to really get people interested. People like like short, if we can kind of pull somebody in for you know 21 days or whatever it might be, we're able to keep their interest within that time and really show them how valuable that we are. And then they'll decide to like buy later on. Um, with the small challenges that you have, how are people hearing about those? Like how are new clients or how are you reaching new people? Um, I use Facebook, I use Instagram. I'm slowly getting into TikTok. Um, and those are pretty much my, my main ones. Um, I'll offer like different types of like when I blast out like my newsletter and, you know, asking, Hey, can, if you have anybody that is interested in this free, like five day reset, um, you know, forward it on. Um, so a lot of it is referral as of right now. Um, but I am starting to pick up a lot of pace on Instagram. So, um, that's, that's kind of my new avenue right now. 
Yeah. Instagram and Facebook are great methods for us to grow our business in today's industry, in today's world, because people are spending so much time in those places. Um, you know, admittedly, like we're spending way more time <laughs> on those places than we should be. Um, and so it's really great for us if we can tap into people in the place that they're spending time. Um, and so are you guys doing organic posting on Facebook and Instagram or are you like advertising in those places? Um, I'm doing a little bit of both. Okay. Um, you know, depends on like what I've got going on. Um, like my challenges, I do more, you know, blasting out type of thing. Um, but like sometimes it's just, you know, kind of watching how my posts are doing. And if I happen to see one that's getting a little bit more traction, then yeah, then I'll advertise like that one. I'll do like a boost type of thing um, just to keep the traction going. Yeah. So just to confirm, like on Facebook, Instagram, sometimes you'll boost, right? Have mm -hmm. you ever ran an ad campaign on those areas? Yep. Um, yes. Um, yeah, I do. Like I said, it depends on what it is, but a lot of times it's like my challenges and stuff like that. Do you see a return on investment from that? Or is it something that's kind of like hit or miss? Um, because I feel like it's it's something that's kind of hard to, to figure out. Um, I know that I'm not a marketing expert. Most of us in this industry, we're really not. Uh, no. <laughs> but like, talk to me about that. Have you seen a return on investment there? Um, I find it's a hit or miss. I think, you know, it depends on when I'm launching something um, and if the timing is right, you know? Um, you know, I... Sometimes if I hit it like right, like after like a holiday or something like that, you know, then I seem to have a little bit more return on investment. Um, but there's always those flops. Those always ones that, you know, you've thrown money at and you haven't seen the return that you were hoping for. But yeah, I, I mean, ideally, like we run, we run ads constantly, like that would be ideal. And we are getting like a huge return on investment. So it like makes sense for us, like whatever challenge we have going at that time. And I'm sure you always have something going on. Like we're constantly running ads for that. And we're constantly mm -hmm. seeing a return on investment, constantly bringing in new clients, like that would be ideal. But figuring out how to get there, it can definitely be a challenge. <laughs> Facebook is tricky. Figure something out, and then the next day it's changed, right? Oh, absolutely. <laughs> so that's definitely a challenge, but a way that a lot of businesses in the fitness industry have really been able to grow um, the past couple of years, despite all the challenges the world has thrown at us. Um, online platforms are growing faster than ever, and you decided to kind of take this leap of faith and go in this path and here you are. Um, so why not optimize that and really look at growing more? Um, I want to kind of ask you, um, with this, with the space right now, you know, where you're at, is there downtime at all? Like where there's nothing happening in the, the building itself? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I Have mean, you guys ever thought of like, you know, having somebody come in and utilize that space at all? Um, well, I, this, started doing um, like workshops so people can come in and use the space to do um, different types of wellness type workshops. Um, I've had like a painting class in here. Um, I've had, um, I just had a crystals workshop here. Um, so I've been using the space that way. So like on a Friday night, there's no one here, you know? So um, it's a great opportunity for to come in and um, I, I feel it brings that community in too. Um, so it kind of trying to pull people back together and, 
you know, if they come in and do a, a paint and sip here at the studio and then they get into the space and they're like, wow, you know, I guess I didn't realize you had this going on. Um, and so that's been kind of helping too, is just kind of getting people out of their houses and back in here to see what we offer. Yeah. It's cool that, you know, you have this downtime and looking at, okay, well, what can we do with this downtime to like, you know, still help the business grow a little bit, bring in a little revenue. And then when you're bringing in the revenue, people are realizing, oh, this is like a gym-ish thing. Like, and then they acquire and that word of mouth grows and, and everybody loves word of mouth because it's free. Uh, Absolutely. And, you know, if you're helping out another small business, I think, you know, small businesses need to work together. So, um, you know, if I can help yeah, someone yeah. else get their business out there, then For sure. it helps help both of us. Yeah. And in small communities, it's definitely very appreciated um, when we can support one another. Um, oh, yeah. So Chris, you know, when you take a look at your business, what's some, you know, what's something that's kind of a bottleneck or a challenge for you right now? And what are you doing to kind of overcome that? Um, the biggest thing is just getting people back in the studio. Um, I think we've all gotten so comfortable being at home, um, you know, doing workouts online um, or, you know, whatever it may be. And it's just getting people to feel comfortable being back together in a space. I think for me, um, you know, I, I still get that pushback every once in a while, like, well, you know, um, I'm just not ready to come back to the studio. Um, my early morning people, um, they've gotten into like being able to sleep in. Um, so trying to get them to get up at, you know, come in for a 5am class when they've gotten used to for a couple of years of sleeping in. Um, that's, that's a big challenge. Yeah. Um, how many classes per week are you teaching or per day? Um, per day, we have at least two or three classes here. Um, and that's Monday through Thursday. And then we have a class on Saturday morning. Okay. And with the health coaching being your primary area that you're focusing on right now, um, the in-person classes, are you looking to grow those as well and to get those more full than they are now? Um, honestly, I, I'd rather not. Um, I'm looking at actually scaling back um, and kind of getting back to, I keep saying I want to get back to when I started in this industry. Um, that, you know, 12 years ago when I started teaching classes, it was my fun job. I enjoyed it. Um, and now it's, it's more work. Um, and so I would like to, um, you know, like I said, focus my business more on the health coaching and scale back my classes to only offer, you know, maybe two classes a day. Um, and only, you know, it, it kind of to drive the mm -hmm. participants that way that, Hey, they only can get two classes a day from the studio now. Um, so you're going to have to make a decision if you want to come up in, you know, early in the morning or late at night type of thing. Um, so that I can drive those classes a little bit bigger, um, but not offer as much if that makes yeah. sense. So, so you said that your biggest challenge is really like kind of getting people back in the gym, but it sounds like you, you know, you really don't want that. Like you really don't want to get people back in the gym. So with those clients that like you're struggling to get back, are you hoping to kind of get them in the health coaching side? Um, I would love to have them on the health coaching side. Um, so yeah, that would be a, a big driving thing. Um, but like I said, classes wise, I'd rather have 
like 20 in a class um, instead of, you know, five or six in a class. Um, so that's kind of where my, if, if I'm looking at classes wise, I'm, I'm driving to get those class sizes bigger, but not offer as many um, instead of offering so many with just a few here and there. So for you to get those class sizes bigger, but to only offer like a few classes versus three per day, um, do you have to scale up in terms of like getting more people in the door or like what has to happen for that to be realistic for you? Um, honestly, I, you know, I, like I said, with it not being my main focus anymore, um, you know, it's just, if I could even just double the amount of people that are coming through right now, it would be happy to me um, to being allowed to, you know, maybe have more instructors again, like we had in the past, um, again, so that I can scale back as a business owner. Um, yeah. So and focus. You know, what I think is like really interesting here is kind of, we talked about, we, we started off by talking about your, your kind of, passion here and that's the health coaching side and I think you know even if your time fitness studio the studio space is running and there's classes going on there you your your time can still be focused on the online coaching side of things or the the fitness coaching side of things and that business can still be thriving in person like mm -hmm. Um, for most business owners, their goal is to get their studio space, like, or, or whatever it might be up and running really, really well so that they don't have to spend so much time working in the business and they can just kind of work on the business, you know? Yeah. And for me, it sounds like that's kind of the goal. Like you still want the studio to be there. You still want classes to happen there, but like, you don't want to be the one having to like be there and coach 24 as much. Yep. Right? Yep. I mean, I have, you know, everyone yeah, has their it. favorite instructor. You know how that goes. Yeah, <laughs> no, I get it. Um, and, 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 you know, your clients will trust that you're going to bring on the right people to help you. Um, mm -hmm. and, and so, and I trust that too. Um, you know, I want to ask you if I could hand you a magic wand, Chris. And I was like, all right, you've reached all your goals and dreams for this business. Talk to me about what that picture would look like for you. Um, that picture would look like me teaching maybe a max of like four classes a week um, and turning around and really focusing on that health coaching and being able to run multiple coaching sessions through it a week. Um, looking at, say, you know, I have a group of 10 here on Monday that I know I meet with and a group of 10 that maybe I meet on Tuesday with type of thing. Um, and really driving that force so that I'm not working, you know, 5 a.m. to 8 p.m. anymore. Um, it just, you know, it's, it's not sustainable in the long term for me. Um, you know, I, I got into this business because of the health and wellness and my own health and wellness has taken a dive because of it. Yeah. So. Yeah. So what has to happen for the possibility of you to kind of be able to step out a little bit of the in-person side of things um, and kind of cut back on the hours? Like what has to happen within the business for that to be realistic for you? Um, realistic for me, it just has to bring in more of that health coaching clients, um, really 
driving that force to, you know, my challenges and, um, you know, organically bringing them in to see what I have to offer and, you know, taking a chance on me um, to learn and develop your own skills off of what I can teach and, you know. Yeah. So it really sounds like, you know, the biggest thing is that you have to build to bring in bring in more business to the online coaching side of things. Once you have that kind of up and running, it's going to be possible for more for you to kind of make that, that steer over, over to that area. Um, Chris, I want to ask, you know, if you had to give a word of advice to somebody who is fairly new to this industry, what would you have to say to them? Um, always take that opportunity to um, pay attention to what's going on around you. Um, and know that maybe how you wanted things to go, maybe not go the way you planned, um, and being willing and flexible to maybe you have to take a pivot in your, your business plan, um, your focus, you know, maybe you went into it teaching. I mean, I look at myself and I started teaching Zumba. I mean, that's, that was my driving force into it. And, you know, I'm not even teaching dance classes anymore, you know? Um, so you just kind of have to organically go where, where the industry is going um, and not allow yourself to pigeonhole and to be like, I only teach classes, you know? Yeah, the industry is constantly evolving and you're a great example of that, right? You started out in one kind of specific genre and you moved mm -hmm. on and like the pandemic happened and here you are and now you have like a great online platform as well um and so great example that this you know is a constantly evolving thing um uh, mm -hmm. what is the instagram page for the business where can our listeners go to find you um it is your time fitness is my instagram perfect well i appreciate you sharing that i'm excited to go check it out and thank you for being here today chris i think it was wonderful to kind of hear your insight um, and definitely valuable for our listeners as well. Um, listeners, thank you guys for tuning in. Don't forget, if you want to stay notified about future episodes, hit like and subscribe. If you want to join us for an episode here at the Gym Lords podcast, fill out the link in the description and we will be in touch with you soon. As always, until next time, Gym Lords out. Thank you for listening to the podcast so far. Don't go anywhere. We still have another episode coming right up right after this word from one of our sponsors. The Gym Lords podcast is sponsored by Prestige Labs. Prestige Labs is the first and only nutritional supplements company built by gym owners for gym owners. Prestige Labs solves the problem that all gyms have experienced, the broken inventory model, low commissions, and even lower quality products. Prestige Labs provides 100% drop shipping, zero inventory, PhD formulated high quality supplements for you and your clients. The goal is simple, cover 100% of your rent while never sacrificing your integrity. To learn more or to become an affiliate of Prestige Labs for free, apply at affiliate.prestigelabs.com. That's affiliate.prestigelabs.com. Double your client results, double your income. You can head to affiliate.prestigelabs.com to become an affiliate for free. Now stick around for the rest of this episode. Use coupon code GYMLORDS on prestigelabs.com for 20% off all future supplement orders. Hey guys, welcome back to the Gym Lords Podcast. I am your host, Austin Montero, and today we are joined by Rosa Seward from Brickhouse Fitness in Stafford, 
Virginia. Rosa, how are we doing today? I am doing great. And Austin, thank you so much for this opportunity to talk about Brickhouse Fitness. I love talking about Brickhouse. So I appreciate this opportunity. Oh, you got it. Thank you for coming on. I'm sure your schedule's crazy. I remember the gym ownership coaching days. It gets pretty hectic and wild. So uh, yeah, let's, let's dive in, Rosa. So Brickhouse Fitness, you started this business nine plus years ago. So congrats on that. That's no small feat right there. Let's go back in time, you know, take us back in time there and the listeners to 2013, maybe even earlier than that. What was your original goal from like that business perspective or for your mindset when you first decided to say, hey, let's open this business? Well, you know, it goes back to about 2010. That is when I became a Zumba instructor, a licensed Zumba instructor. And I was working in healthcare. I've worked in healthcare for about 25 years. And um, the last position that I, I was in was in organ donation and organ trans- transplant. Okay. So um, it was a um, it was sad because I witnessed a lot of death. Yeah. Um, you know, we dealt with people dying waiting for an organ transplant, and most of the time they were waiting for an organ that was uh, that failed because of a preventable disease. So type two diabetes, hypertension, heart sure. disease, those things, so even some cancers. Um, I learned in that position that were preventable and even reversible. So I decided that I wanted to be on the, the proactive side of healthcare instead yeah. of the reactive side of healthcare. Sure. So um, as a Zumba instructor, I had gone to a Zumba convention and I met the franchise owners of Brick House Cardio Club, which is now a dissolved franchise. And um, they, I was convinced to open my own small boutique studio, did that. Um, and as I mentioned, uh, Brickhouse Cardio Club, that, uh, that uh, franchise dissolved. And so I rebranded my business as Brickhouse Fitness. It's a um, small uh, boutique women-focused studio, fitness studio where we offer group fitness classes, some personal training, and some uh, nutritional co- coaching. Awesome. I love it. I love it. So you're coming from that medical field, medical background where you saw like all these diseases, metabolic syndrome is rampant in this country, right? So want to basically want to help others from what you've experienced on the preventative side uh, before we get to that uh, level of sickness, so to speak. So I think that's awesome. And I think yes. we're all we're all probably trying to do that, whether it's consciously or subconsciously. So that's terrific, Rosa. So Brickhouse Fitness now, you just kind of described your studio where um, set up how it is, the model. What made you choose the specific place that you're in? Have you been in a place this whole, this whole time? Have I have not. So the first five years, I was in an, another location, which was uh, further on the outside of town. Yeah. And um, I, you know, I learned that people will only travel about 10 minutes to get to a gym yeah. and not longer than that. They won't right. go any further than that. So um, I wanted something that was more central in uh, the city of, uh, or the county of Stafford. Yeah. And um, I just driving around really, as I was coming up on the end of my, my, my first lease, I found this location. Um, it's right off of the main highway. Okay. Um, it is only t- about 2,000 square feet. So um, it, as I grow membership, I would be interested in finding uh, yeah. more space. Okay. Yeah, always a good thing, right? Always, always a good problem to have. Like, and uh, so you picked this one because of location to kind of the highway and it's uh, easy for people. And you're so right, people only come Think right now it's like about seven miles at the max right, exactly. so like crazy, right so yeah we need we need convenience in, in our offerings right yeah we're offering a hard we're doing hard workouts we need like a, to make it as easy as possible easy, for them to get there exactly. so yeah makes total sense so rosa we know you're doing zumba 
personal training, uh, nutrition, a little bit of all of that group training, obviously with Zumba. And I know you have some other kind of classes. So yeah. that's your, your model, so to speak. That's and cool. you said you're appealing mostly to women. What is like your... Uh, Our demographics? Yeah, what's your demographic and the custom, customer that you are attracting right now? Um, I would say that the majority of our membership is comprised of women who are over 40 years of age. Okay. Um, and that group of women typically understand that health and fitness is important and yeah. that it, it'll, it's a lifestyle. It's something that they have to do. And um, we do have uh, you know, a couple of teenagers who are members with their mothers. We yeah. have some women who are in their 20s and 30s, but the majority is over 40. In fact, um, I would say about 50% of my membership is 50 years and older. Okay. And, you know, these are people who they probably work in, in, in positions. They have the, the, the um, disposable income to pay for a gym membership. Whereas I believe that the younger people, the younger ladies, especially, you know, they, they join a gym just so they can lose weight for a special event. <laughs> I, I agree totally. So, uh, yeah. And like the main reason I, asset obviously so if we know who we're attracting we can then market to them better than just guessing all right so awesome awesome we know that really good so with that being said what is like your current marketing strategy like rosa to get you know new women in the door new faces in the door on a regular consistent basis well since the beginning i would say that it's been facebook i've used yeah. facebook um for the just to, to open my doors i advertised on facebook to get yep. people to come in the doors um word of mouth is really big for us um, we have members who've been here since day one and they love brick house and they tell their friends and their families they yep. they will pay for someone to you know come try us out that kind of thing um, we have of course started with instagram and um we also do we have a TikTok account as well you so we're, you know trying to capture yeah. all the different yeah. avenues for as much free advertisement as we can get sure as well as um some paid ads here and sure there. yeah it's yeah good to have a multifaceted approach to this marketing thing i feel like gyms nowadays we're, we're marketing companies too uh yeah. with the with the facebook in part in particular rosa how's that worked for you as far as for getting new leads in uh, uh, um it's you know it's it, it is what it is. Um, I've, you know, I've paid for ads and yeah. I might have gotten one hit um, or yeah. one yeah. member based off of uh, an ad that I've paid for and run for, yeah. you know, a series of a week or so. Um, but most of the time I use Facebook ads when we're having a special event or a, specially cla a special class or a boot camp. We do offer boot camps too. So I specifically yeah use Facebook to market those particular programs. Yeah. And typically when someone comes and joins our boot camp, our boot camp is 21 days. It's a uh, 21 day boot camp. Nice. And typically they will uh, at least, um, I would say 10% will then stay and join and get a gym mm -hmm. membership as a result or um, begin personal training one-on-one -on -one with me. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So is that the, uh, that's, I love running those specials to get people started. Some kind of uh the find and the program, right? 20, I'm sure you've seen a lot of six week challenges, 21 yes. day, 28, 12 week, you name it, whatever. Right. Whatever you do, something with the defined end seems to work really well uh, with getting people started. So is that is that the initial offer that you're kind of offering? Do you offer that all year round or do you kind of do it in quarters or how does that look? How so that once a quarter, we offer okay. the boot camp. Got it, got it, nice. Mm -hmm. Awesome, yeah, I love that, very cool. All right, Rosa, so we got, we know why you started this thing. Uh, how are you getting people in the door? I'm in the door now. I'm a member. What are you doing? What is, you've been open now, what, nine plus years, right? So what is the life cycle of a 
remember it normally look like? How, how long does somebody typically stay for? What does that part of the business look like? Um, actually, my member retention is pretty, it's pretty good. I have, uh, like I said, I've got people who have been here since day one. Sure. Um, yeah. The one thing that we, we offer is um, the membership rate for life. So oh, okay. of course, if you come in the door and your membership rate is dirt cheap, you want to keep it because our rates have, of course, increased over the years. And we've got those people who are grandfathered in at their yeah. older rate. So they stay. Um, I, and I have had people leave and then come back. Okay. Um, we are, are directly across the street from a big box gym. Okay. So we've had people who, you know, I, I, I'm going to go try that big gym and then they sure. come back. So, um, you know, we know every member's name. We know yeah. their face. We know when they're not in class. And that, is, I think, is what sets us apart from the other gyms. For sure. So our members are pretty loyal. Awesome. Um, I think that's huge what you said with the uh, relationships we get to build with our people as opposed to being in that a big box gym. That, that's the uniqueness of us. Uh, so that's a great practice, obviously, to keep retention as high as possible, Com just communicating and building relationships. Anything else you do at the gym or outside the gym to uh, grow that client engagement, like events you may have or charity events or anything like that? Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, I've, I've um, uh, provided nutrition uh, workshops for big church groups, nice. um, community groups. Uh, I attend almost every type of expo that I can attend and, you know, purchase a booth. I just yeah. attended a Juneteenth uh, a, a program on nice. Saturday and I had six people sign up for membership on the spot. So that nice. was pretty effective. Um, I've got a couple of uh, consultations for personal training as, as a result of that also. So anytime, every time there's something like that, um, yeah. I definitely try to make sure that our presence is known. For sure. Yeah. Get out there in the community and that like uh, form some strategic partnerships and alliances with businesses too. All that stuff is great. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. yeah. So you basically potentially got eight new clients this weekend, which is, which is awesome. Right. That's really perfect. good. Yes. Really good. It's now, good <laughs> heck yeah, I, for sure. A thousand percent. So with these clients roles that you've had, and I'm sure, like you said, you've had probably had some for 10 years now, right? What are, how are they able to spend money with you on top of that group training? I know we do PT and nutrition. How are you able to get people from that Zumba or other group classes up to a little higher average revenue? So, so with the, the boot camps, a lot of times they the boot camp is completely separate from the membership. So that is one of the ways that we get people to spend a little bit more money. Um, yeah, we yeah. also offer the nutrition coaching program and we set it up as a four week program. Nice. And so that's something that's extra. We have merchandise, we have t-shirts, um, yeah. tank tops, you know, brick house memorabilia, I should say, yeah. um, bags, gym bags that are branded with brick house fitness. So, you know, they spend money on those kinds of items also. Yeah. And that's also a good way to advertise really walking around town. People see the shirts. Exactly. And stuff. Exactly. I remember one of my quick aside about me real quick, but, uh, we, yeah, we sold a lot of shirts, CrossFit shirts, you know, and I remember one time a shirt of mine, I was on Instagram, looking at my phone, right? And I see this guy wearing my shirt and he's in, he was in, I think Japan. And it was crazy. Oh. I, I never met the guy ever. Don't know how he got the shirt and he's wearing a shirt in Japan. It was, it was, it was crazy. So yeah, yes, I it, love those it. things, they go a long way. The shirts don't cost us much and it, it's a nice way to advertise the gym and, uh, you know, people love t-shirts. Yes. Uh, with, uh, with the nutrition piece, Rosa and... The personal training side, what percentage of your members do you say take advantage of that service? 
So currently I have out of the 85, I, I have about 15 members who are also doing personal training. Nice. That's good. That's good. That's yeah. really good. And usually yeah. it's, you know, I, I do the personal training here. We have, we have 10 instructors all together. Wow. Okay. And so while a class is happening, I'm, I might be in the back with someone doing personal training. And of course, they, you know, they see the results when, when yeah. members see the results of someone who's, who's gone on with one-on-one, uh, -on -one, then they, they want to do the same thing. So. Thousand percent. So, which is great to have it there and people can see it. And that's a, again, a good lead generator. So now 15 clients to great on top of the 85 uh, group members. What, what is like a day in the life for you? Like right now, Rosa, as far as the day to day, running the gym, running the business, coaching, all that good stuff. What does that look like? Um, so I'm here quite a bit. I start as early as 5 a.m. with my personal yeah. training clients. And um, I teach the, all of the 9.30 a.m. morning classes. Okay. And then the instructors are, who teach in the evenings are, they usually have full-time jobs elsewhere. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that they come in and and so then I do personal training five to nine I teach from 9 30 to 10 30 I might have more clients after that up until about 2 30 or three o'clock and then after that I'm pretty much free until in the evenings but I do come back for five or six o'clock client sure. too so sure. a typical day for me starts at five ends at about 7 30 or eight o'clock at night for sure. Yeah. I remember those days. I call it the uh, five to nine instead of the nine to five, you know, like, right. <laughs> so uh, yeah, gym owners, coaches, we do not lack uh, work ethic, so to speak. You can't, you have to have, you have to have it, you know, to, to succeed here, especially uh, when we're in a growth phase. Where do you foresee in like the life cycle for you as an owner of this business or as an entrepreneur, where do you, where would you like that to be? Do you love coaching all day? Do you, do you want to eventually maybe kind of change that into another form of uh, an ideal day for you? Right. So I do have, uh, I use, I don't, I'm sure you've heard of the program Train Arise. Yes. Um, so I, I do have some um, virtual clients that nice. I, I coach nice. from all over um, as far as Canada awesome. and all across the United States. So I do that and that's um, usually it's all virtual and then a weekly check-in with me yep. on Saturday. So um, I do like that yeah. because that frees up my time and gives me an opportunity to um, help more people For without sure. actually being there one-on-one -on -one in person with them, with them. I do some group personal training as well, small group training. So, you know, I'm able to get up to four people at yeah. a time, yeah. sometimes five. Uh, but, but I would eventually love to just be able to do the personal training and leave the group fitness classes to right. other people right. teaching those. Yeah, that sounds awesome. Kind of get the best of both worlds and then throw in a little bit online on top of it. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I love your thing about that small group piece because yeah, like you said, we, we can make more per hour as a coach and then the client uh, clients pay less and the, but they're still getting basically one-on-one -on -one attention. Exactly. I think they may sometimes like it more because, you know, I'm sure you've heard this, but like one-on-one <laughs> -on -one training, we're, we're all over that person. Right? All, that's hour, right. right. They can't they're hide. Like, yeah, they're like, <laughs> Holy hell, like, give me a second. So uh, I've definitely heard some people like that small group gives them a, a little bit of a, a break here and there, so to speak. So yes. uh, yeah, the online piece is growing massively. Like I think uh, I was at a conference a few months ago now, but by 2027, we're looking at a 50 plus billion dollar a year industry. Wow. Massive, right? really cool. So we can reach more people, help more people. And uh, we don't have to trade our, our time for dollars 
as much, so to speak, right? which is awesome. So with all that being said, excuse me, where do you foresee the biggest opportunity for Brickhouse moving forward here with the, in the gym business, we'll say for the next six to 12 months, where's your main focus at? I'm growing the, the gym membership. Okay. That's, that's what I'm doing. That's what I'm focusing on now. That's uh, yeah. our social media, every, all of our advertisement. Yeah. Um, you know, we'll do um, contests here uh, with the person who refers the most people in a month. You know, they'll nice. get a prize, a t-shirt or a gift card yeah. or something. Um, so we, that's our primary focus right now. Yeah. Summers are really rough for us because mm. um, we have a lot of people who work in the school system. So educators and administrators. And they like to take off for the summer and they are gone and they don't want to pay a gym membership for three months that they're not going to be able to use it. Yeah. yeah. So that summer is, is, is really rough for us. Yeah. Um, and I, I used to offer before COVID, I did offer a summer special to right. get in teachers and uh, college students. And yeah. it was, you know, grossly discounted. Right. Um, and then I use that as a way to draw people in and then say, okay, at the end of this, you should get a regular membership at, you know, our regular membership yeah. rate. Yeah. So that worked too, but um, because of COVID and because right. we've lost so many members, we really can't afford to um, give away the membership yeah. space. Sure. Yeah, yeah. It's definitely put us in a different ball field, that's for sure. And uh, yeah, seasonality in this business is a real thing, right? Summers are slow, yep. but uh, yeah, I think we can really use this time of year to focus on maybe the fall, uh, plan some new strategies, uh, plan of attack for to get our members in, to grow again, to maybe reset some things, who knows? But yeah, COVID has been one heck of a, uh, a wrench in the system. So I don't want to end on a sour note, but <laughs> let's just go it's there. All, it's all good, you know? What the hell? So COVID for you, Rosa, uh, I'm sure it was not easy. Anything positive that you're able to learn from there moving forward here into Absolutely. 2022 and beyond? Absolutely. Um, you know, the one of the good things that that came out of COVID for us on when is, is immediately after we shut down. Yeah, I, you know, I, I researched virtual options. And of course, Zoom was big. Oh, yeah. And um, I immediately set up a Zoom account. I reached out to all of my members and I sent them a sob story about, hey, you know, we're still going to offer great classes. You'll just get to take them from the comfort of your home. And, you know, if you drop your membership now, your health care is going to, you know, your health is going to suffer yeah. and we'll probably go out of business. So yeah. they rallied, they kept their memberships. A lot of them did. Of course, some of them did um, right. end their memberships. But we, out of that, we now offer all of our classes, our group fitness classes in person and virtually at the same time. Beautiful. So we're still able to reach a few more people who would not come out otherwise. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I think that's a great thing to use moving forward. Uh, and that part of the business is only going to grow. And uh, I imagine with your model, at least a Zumba piece, it's a little more, so you, you can do it on Zoom as opposed to me going and doing a barbell snatch or something. Right, right, right exactly. Hard to no, do. So, can't uh, spot you through Zoom. <laughs> no, it's going to be hard. Yeah, it's going to be hard. Not yet, at least. Who knows? Maybe maybe one day. Who knows? But uh, yeah, so I think that's a really good thing moving forward. And uh, I talked to a lot of folks who... Uh, didn't have maybe a class sign in ahead of time and now they had to, and now they use it. So it adds a layer of accountability, right? All that good stuff, which I love. So yeah, I love to focus on the pros at this point and not the uh, con anymore. So yes. uh, Rosa, beautiful. Love having you on today. I think it's a great Thank place to, to wrap up this episode. Where can the listeners check you out? Uh, website, any social media you got going on? Absolutely. Our website is 
www.beabrickhouse.com. We all want to be a brick house. Nice. B-E-A-B-R-I-C-K-H-O-U-S-E.com. Our social media is Brickhouse Fitness Stafford on Instagram. Um, you can check out me personally. I am Coach Rosa Seawood at Coach Rosa Seawood also on Instagram and Facebook and um, TikTok. Love it. Oh, you're on TikTok now too, huh? Yeah. Gotta be on there, right? <laughs> That's for right. Fi- for fitness, and uh, <laughs> it's gonna be the place to be. So, Rosa, this is great. Appreciate your time today. Thank you so Thank much. Thank you for- so much, Austin. Yeah. I appreciate you. You got it. And listeners, we appreciate you guys as well. Please hit like and subscribe to be notified for future episodes. And until next time, Gym Lords, we are out. Thank you so much for listening. If you found this content valuable, here's four ways we can help you grow your gym for free. One, grab a free copy of Alex Ramosi's best-selling book, Gym Launch Secrets, at alexsbook.com. Two, join our free Facebook group at alexsgroup.com. Three, if you're a gym owner, you can apply to be on the podcast by emailing us at podcast at gymlaunch.com. Four, leave us a five-star review so we can gain access to more gym owners and bring those lessons back to you. And as always, Tap that button and subscribe to this podcast for more.